Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Is it a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby? God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome in to another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review by doing that. You have made us the biggest podcast on the planet. We appreciate it. Bigger than Oprah. How about that? We are going to have Mike Tolan on. He is the founder of Slam Ball, a sport that me and Mikey A love. But he is not just the founder of Slam Ball. He is the man who saved all of us, this entire country, a true patriot. He is the man who rushed <laughs> who rushed production on the last dance during the pandemic and got it out five to six weeks earlier than it should have been released. He saved the pandemic. He saved me. He saved Mikey A. He saved the entire country. This is a true patriot, and we are thrilled to be having him on, Mikey A. I wonder how much the fact that it was released during the pandemic just upped his viewership and upped the criticism. I wonder if he just released it like he was supposed to, if it would have been as big and as criticized as it was. It was going to be big regardless. It's the documentary on Jordan on those Bulls teams. Uh, So it was going to get big numbers regardless because people are interested in all things Michael Jordan. But to your point, you do it at a time where no one can go outside. Nobody's allowed to go to work. Everyone is home and they're going to be home for a while. They knew it. He knew it. And he seized the opportunity, which is exactly what he should have done. It was that and Tiger King. I mean, those two things were the big things during the pandemic. You couldn't buy free weights, but man, you can get a great story on Michael Jordan or a crazy guy who owned Tigers. It was nuts. The only thing we could do during, especially the beginning part of the pandemic, was watch TV and complain about it online. Yes. That's the only things we could do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he gave us this wonderful documentary. Yeah. Wonderful documentary. But he's also given us this wonderful sport. that had, And they just launched a two-year deal uh, with ESPN, a partnership, because play-by-play is all that matters. It doesn't matter what the sport is, just live sporting events is what matters now. Um, and I'm not certain ESPN is doing this incorrectly. In fact, I would guess they're doing this exactly the way they should be doing it. Um, Just airing play-by-play. Just grabbing all the rights to every single sport, air it live, let people gamble on it. 
Uh, is Especially a pretty- if you can bet on it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I love Slam Ball. It got over 200 million views on social media. I've talked about it on the show with Jess. Uh, it is a Mike, it's a fun sport. It's a fun viewing sport. It's fun to watch. And like any sport, it's great to gamble on. How much would you pay to watch me play Slam Ball? A lot. In fact, who is the person you would most want to see play Slam Ball? <laughs> Can you describe Slam Ball to the audience so they understand what it is we're talking about here? It's it's essentially rough basketball with trampolines. Like, I, 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 that's the only way I can sort of describe it. Like, you're going to jump very high and very hard and people are going to get in your way. So there's like this mix of of hockey and basketball and even probably a little football in there. But I'm just wondering if I could actually bounce on a trampoline at this point or do I just sink to the bottom and I'm standing on the floor with the trampoline just sort of so it's Sag. a smaller it's it's not your standard size trampoline right it's a smaller no, the court actually has trampolines i think there's like four or five around so, so you were asking the question about yourself that you want yes. me to answer uh hey if i jumped on a trampoline would i go up or would the trampoline go down <laughs> pretty much well what do you think i don't want to find out <laughs> i do <laughs> pay me <laughs> I'll bet you it does. I'll bet you you're not going up. <laughs> if you can make yourself go up, then you'll win some money. <laughs> you pay me enough, I'll get up. What goes down stays down. <laughs> does that make sense? Sure. You jump up and then you go down and then you stay down. That's what you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what goes Who up else would you down. like to see? Who else would you like to see play slam ball? That's fun. Oh man, it's a great question. Um, Whether it be for comedic purposes or for actual, like you know, watching some of the best athletes play, I would like uh, see. I'll, I'll go that Levitard? way. Oh, Levitard has no shot. I mean, and that trampoline. Me, Levitard, and Chris bad. Cody on a team. Chris Cody would be good at it. He's a good athlete. I'm He's sure he would. Good athlete. Yes, I'm sure uh, he is. Yeah. Trampoline down for you. Trampoline down for Levitard. Uh, Cody's not there yet. I think he still goes up. You just see the top of our heads. (laughs) I'd like to play slam ball with Levitard's head as the ball. (laughs) I can say it. (laughs) Sounds personal. I love that. Oh, my God. (laughs) The problem is I'm not certain if he loves me. Uh, so here is the uh, here's the deal. Mike Tolan's going to join us. We'll talk Slam Ball. They just announced an exciting new partnership, um, and also we'll talk the Last Dance because this guy did save us during the uh, the pandemic. He has quite the impressive movie resume. Producer, director. He's done a lot of big sports docs. He's done a lot of big movies, and he is also the co-founder of a sport that Mike EA and I love. It is called Slam Ball. Let's get to the owner, Mike Tolan, right now. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. 
Miller Lite. So always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Mike Tolan's going to join us. He was the savior of the pandemic. We will get to that in just a second. <laughs> That's what me and Mikey wow. A have been calling you, Mike Tolan. Are you comfortable Whoa. with that? With no, that? man, no. That's way, that's way too heavy a burden to carry around. Sorry. It takes a village, man. I gotta, You got to count a couple dozen other names if you're going to put the last dances uh, saving the pandemic. But Well, it's um, you and Tiger King, and that's about it, okay? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Mike Tolan wants nothing to do with that. Slam ball, the fast-paced, gravity-defying sport that combines elements of basketball, football, hockey, and trampoline. Uh, Announced an exclusive two-year national broadcast partnership with ESPN for 23 and 2024. Two seasons. Very exciting. We have talked about it on our show. Mikey A and I are both fans of it. Mike, how'd you get involved with Slam Ball? And congratulations on the partnership. Thank you. It's only been uh, since the previous century. <laughs> Talk about like, you know, the patron saint of second chances. So Mason Gordon, um, a very talented producer and a very good basketball player who, you know, secretly I, I tell him that I only hired him because he elevated our backyard four and four basketball game. Right. So uh, he comes in with a napkin one day with this crazy, weird, primitive drawing on it. Like, dude, I had this fever dream and I'm imagining 
trampolines embedded in a basketball court. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to go make a movie now <laughs> in, in, in Carolina. I'll be back in three months. I come back from, I think it was summer catch. And that's how long ago it was. And he's still there with the napkin. So we said, all right, let's do a demo. We put it on its feet. We had a little tape. We went to the new Spike Network and they were looking for a signature sport. And um, they bought it and we did two years and it was cool and people loved it. And it was kind of like a late night stoner show that people would watch. Right. I see Mike yes. shaking his head. And yep, so we both um, are. Yep. <laughs> all right, cool. But so the dream it's was like Hawaii to- football. I mean, <laughs> 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 right. Uh, but but now you can bet on it. So it's a whole other level yes. of engagement, right? But so now, I, you know, we were lucky enough to create a lot of shows and movies and docs and all. Like the dream was to create a sport. And that was not really a sport. It was a TV show in which it felt like sort of a packaged sport. But like we're waiting, waiting, waiting. We sent it to China. We wandered in the wilderness. And like during the pandemic, well, I guess we were saving the day for you guys. You were. Um, meanwhile, yeah. A lot of people were going on social media and trading these highlights from this crazy game that was now basically dormant. And all of a sudden, there's a hashtag bring back slam ball that's got half a billion views or something. So here we go. We just sort of said, maybe it's time. Maybe the universe is speaking loud and clear. And, you know, we went out to the investment community and we went out to the media community and like got a really resounding response. And uh, two nights away, man, you can see it behind me. We're looking live. Friday night from the Cox Pavilion in Las Vegas, Nevada, where it will be 115 degrees outside. <laughs> so you might as well be inside. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Mike, I'm looking at that setup behind you, and I'm just wondering how much of this was born from a bunch of white guys that wanted to dunk. Good question. Really great question. Really from one white white guy who could dunk. And all due, with all due respect, Mason was a dunker, and like he's got the video queued up for Friday night when we talk about the founder and people assume that he's like look check me out man I can dunk here's a here's a pretty good basketball player um the thing though Mike is that the guys who are playing it have all been like you know d1 players they're playing overseas like they just missed you know they're they're kind of tweeners right but they have they have the attitude they have the the desire the hunger it's like you know the guys who just miss and have been out there doing their thing, but not really, you know, it's kind of like a Pat Bev, right? How long was he, you know, banished to overseas and he comes back with that ferocity? I look at I look at the NBA and I go, the guys that would kill in Slambo are guys like Pat Bev and Westbrook. When when Russell's done with his 43 million a year, he's coming he's coming right to slam ball. But he's making 43 million a year. <laughs> he doesn't but, need slam but, ball. No, but he does for his competitive desires yes. like ai 20 years ago when ai stood for alan iverson and not artificial intelligence <laughs> don't you feel bad for the for the answer like he's been obliterated when you go google ai now it's not him anymore I know. but th- those are the guys so so russell will buy a team and he don't want to be a player owner it's going to be awesome so mike like what what sold you on it what was the final thing because it- Originally, you said your friend came in, you had a movie to go make, you left him alone, he sat there with a piece of paper. What ultimately sold Mike Tolan on, hey, this is a good idea? We did a demo, it looked cool, and ultimately, you know, I buy into passion, because that's the only way I can I can get excited about this show. It's it's so damn hard, you guys know, the, the, the arena, the sports media landscape, 
Um, it's so competitive and it's so hard to actually get traction. Um, so you basically have to love something enough to be willing to get your head bashed in repeatedly. Um, and I saw Mason's passion and I, you know, dreaming a dream, like we could actually create a sport and it, it was, you know, it's not like it didn't work. The ratings were good. Um, Spike wanted it. They wanted to renew it. It worked in China, the greatest out of town triad of all time. Let's just go to the other side of the world. So, um, uh, you know, I, I look, we sometimes take 10, 15 years to get a movie off the ground from the time we buy the rights or write the script. Um, I love Mason. I believe in his passion. I ultimately shared it. And when I saw that we're in a world where live sports is like the only thing getting ratings, right? You know, and, and, and except in a time shifted universe. And I always yes. say, I get tired of saying it, but it's true. Like it's the only water cooler culture left is live sports. Right? You can't, you can't talk about, I love the bear, right? But like I've seen three episodes and my daughter's only seen the first one. So I can't talk to her about it. But if you in sports, you've got to watch the game the night before. You're all talking about it the next day. So when I saw that, you know, ESPN was going to present this thing as a live sports with with standings, with stats, you know, people choosing their favorite teams. Like we're actually inventing stats. I mean, that's the thing, too. Like this is a. Talk about a dream come true. It's like instead of rebounds, we have LBRs, which stands for loose balls retrieved, right? Because the ball's got to b- bounce crazy off the champ. So, like, we're going to have live box scores as the games are going, as you're betting on it. Um, hopefully, people are buying the swag. One of the investors in Slam Ball is Michael Rubin, who runs Fanatics. Um, so, you know, we just we just kept going, going, going. And, um, you know, the people, people started giving us the responses and uh, – we're ready to bring it. Mike, you, you you mentioned how it was this stoner mentality. I remember watching it, you know, back in, in 2000, what, 2002, 2003, uh, around yeah. that time. And what what's different this time? Why, why, why is it going to work this time uh, more than it did then? Well, for all the reasons I just said, Mike, that it's, you know, A, you can bet on it. B, it's real. And, like, you can hopefully fall in love with this guy, Bryce, and fall in love with you know, Coach Carter, the original Ken Carter, who was played by Sam Jackson in the movie back then, is back to coach the Rumble. An early season favorite. I just saw the posted lines. The Rumble is a three-to-one favorite to win it all. Um, so um, the games are short. Um, they're half-hour games. So if you tune in ESPN on se- at 7 o'clock on Friday night, you will see a two-hour block in, in which – team the rumble plays the mob and then two other teams play and then the two winners play and sort of like a little mini tournament right so i think it's just going to feel more authentic um we're going to have great broadcasters we're going to have guys you know from football and basketball um ex-nba slam dunk champions ex-nfl superstars so credibility authenticity um and just incredible action that you can't see anywhere else I think Mike, both Mikes, I think Mike Tolan hit on it from this regard, and he's had a great, great career and a very impressive resume, and we'll get to that in just a second. But ESPN has clearly shifted to play-by-play, and you're right. It's the thing that's kind of free. You have, it's appointment, it's the only thing we have left in America, appointment viewing, that in the last dance, okay, which right. we'll get to in a second, all right? It's, in, okay. it's appointment viewing. You cannot watch the game the next day, otherwise social media will ruin it. And Mike, my guess is you saw that opportunity on the worldwide leader in sports and said, yeah, let's go. Let's go, yes. And yeah. I you know, give Jimmy Pitaro great credit for investing in us and believing in us. Look, 
you know, you see what right how rights are escalating, and obviously he's in at the, the highest level. Um, he's got you know many of the the, the the premier events. So you know, I think he's just taking a shot with us, investing in us. I was there way back when in 1982, leading to 83 in this fledgling spring football league called the USFL, the original USFL. Yes. Um, and in retrospect, if we had hitched our wagons to this fledgling little cable network called ESPN that was only in its fourth or fifth year, <laughs> but, and if a certain real estate baron from New York City had gotten in the way and killed the league, um, right. might, still, might still have been going and they wouldn't have had to like, bring it back after a 20-year hiatus. That's so, the power. That's the power of that brand, that network, and of ESPN. Can you imagine a couple idiots leaving that network? I mean, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Can't get into that. <laughs> I'm going to do my best Stugatz question here. So, if there, if every player from every sport became available, and you could draft any oh, four shit. you wanted to come play slam ball. And only slam ball. Which four are you taking? Westbrook. Well, I already told you Westbrook. Um, I gotta take I gotta take Jalen because I'm a Philly guy and like his work ethic and his determination and how like he'd be because because you really have to figure out strategy in this sport. Um, Bryce Harper again, Philly, but like who works harder and who's more intense than Bryce? I gotta disqualify myself from a hockey guy because I'm 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 not there. So that's my big three. Okay. Uh, the time that Philadelphia sports made you feel the worst. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, okay, okay Stu Gatz, this is really aging myself. I'm a Jet fan, Mike, so, I mean, I listen, I know, how, no. I know how it feels, okay? There's so many candidates for that, though. I but, know. So, like, I, I'm going to give you one before you guys were alive. Sorry, I'm going to date myself. Whatever. That's all right. I was eight years old. The 64 Phillies had a six-and-a-half game lead with 12 to play. My dad brought home World Series tickets. We're going to the World Series. It's unbelievable. Richie Allen is Rookie of the Year, my boyhood hero. All we got to do is just, like, hang in there. We lose game after game. I'm I'm listening on the transistor radio every night, crying myself to sleep as a little kid. We lost 10 in a row. We finished one game out behind the Cardinals, and, like, it took us another – two decades to get there so that is coming we, we, from a man who just watches sixers lose to the celtics i mean that's amazing watch them watch them in person at the pd garden yes the, the sixer disappointments were, were just every year you know losing to russell right but like now i get to relive that watching the wilt the wilt documentary right finally we won that was the only title i had as a kid. um there's so many i mean i went to every super bowl so you know i had to walk a shame in jacksonville after Donovan threw up in the backfield and we didn't get that last last drive that could have beaten the Patriots the first time. Um, but, you know, to have a, an 18-year-old son with me in Minneapolis watching Nick Foles out through Tom Brady and maybe the greatest Super Bowl ever. Oh, man. You know, we're all rooting for Philly that night. That's the guy Brady can't beat, Nick Foles. What a weird Nick sport. Foles. <laughs> you know, there's a statue of Nick Foles in Philly. How about that? There, really there shouldn't be, though, and you know that. I mean, <laughs> Why not? Why not? Look at the there should only be one us. statue, and it's Rocky. That's it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough, he says. You're conceding that easily. Huh? Whatever. I know. I've seen I the trophies sitting there at the art museum. But, but so, yeah, just in the last year, I went to all six World Series games and watched us lose on the Alvarez homer that's still going, I think, in Houston. Then went to the Super Bowl, and Watch this lose on that ridiculous interference call. 
in the last minute against the Chiefs. Um, then went to TD Garden and watched this losing game second. And we just keep coming back for more. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> Where does Mike Golick fall? In terms of your top 100 Philadelphia athletes of all time, is Golick anywhere on that list? No, he's not. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's... <laughs> He's uh, he's way behind Bill Berge. He's way he's way behind uh, Reggie Wade. Come on, man. It's, yeah, the long, long list. Harold no, Mike, Mike, Mike tells us stories all the time on God Bless Football that his job was to not get into Reggie White's way. I mean, that was right. Just... I get it. <laughs> it's just Mike, stand up. <laughs> Don't move, uh, Mike. Your your career. You. It's as I mentioned earlier. Uh, super impressive resume, but it seemed like you started off. Back in college, like you wanted to be a sports broadcaster. You love sports, clearly. And somehow you turned into this guy that's making massive, big sports documentaries. How did that shift happen? Like, when did you realize broadcasting is not the thing? This is what I want to do. I'm guessing your listeners have been realizing it for the last 20 minutes that maybe it was a good idea to shift out of broadcasting. (laughs) No, I mean, like, that was just a lark. I mean, you guys are so damn lucky. I've never had more fun than we were doing the Stanford basketball games me and my three best buddies who are still my best buddies. Um, and uh, we'd go, we'd go to Palo Alto and we'd get, you know, the local restaurants and, and men's stores to give us checks so that we could fly to, to LA and fly to Oregon and fly, fly to Washington. And we did these games. Um, it was a blast, but um, it never really seemed like I had that, whatever that is, whatever you guys got. Um, so I was lucky enough to come back to Philly and intern for um, 140 bucks a week plus gas money. So I think if you do the math, it was 20 bucks in gas. So I was making 160 bucks for an 80 hour week. Easy math, two bucks an hour. I'm, I'm living large. <laughs> so that was greatest sports legends. Again, before you guys were born and we did half hour highlight shows and Tom Seaver was the host and we'd bring on Ted Williams and bring on Will Chairman and Pete Rose. And uh, again, like dream job. And then I decided that I had a problem with authority and i needed to start my own business (laughs) did a little stint in major league baseball did the phillies world series film in 1980 did the baseball lunch with johnny bench and then went out on my own and um kind of got got the rights to the usfl and that was my first foray into like you know sink or swim you know only yourself to um yeah to impress um so it's been a uh a 40 years of uh what i like to call gainful unemployment <laughs> Slam Ball is back. Mike Tolan, the creator uh, of Slam Ball, is with us. Two uh, two year national broadcast partnership with ESPN. The next two seasons, uh, it begins opening night as Slam Ball relaunches live from Vegas, July twenty first, seven to nine p.m. on ESPN, ESPN two, and ESPN plus. For more information, check them out at slamballleague.com. What's the thing that you are proudest of on your resume, Mike? Um. I'll take one from fiction and one from uh, documentary. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, the movie radio, I directed it. Um, I produced it. I spent five years with the writers. Um, it, uh, it led to a foundation being born. It led to uh, a man in South Carolina living on the margins, having a life of dignity, it led to relationships with Deborah Winger and Cuba Gooding and Ned Harrison. Um, just a joy from beginning to end and uh, something I'm really proud of in terms of the values that it represents. Um, on the doc side, I would probably go with Chasing the Dream, the Hank Aaron film, because similarly, 
um, Ted Turner came in and launched the foundation with us, and we've now given away, I don't know, $20 million in, in donations to kids, underserved kids who were chasing their own dreams. And Henry Aaron became like Uncle Uncle Hank to me and got nominated for an Oscar. And there's an exhibit now at Cooperstown, the Chasing the Dream exhibit. It's just, um, you know, sort of the, the gifts that keep on giving in terms of how they resonate in the world and their impact. So really, really lucky to be able to done things like that. Mike, of all the people you've worked with, Hank Aaron being one of them, Michael Jordan, of course, another, um, of all the people you've worked with or athletes uh, that you've come across, uh, which one did you find to be the most interesting? Wow, that's a tough one. You should have prepped me with that one, Steve. That's I'm uh, sorry, man. I just figured it was Michael. I don't know, but maybe there's another answer. Gotcha journalism. Yeah. Yes. Um, Michael's the most captivating because as a credit to his partners – SD and Curtis, um, you know, they have really protected his aura. They've built this incredible empire. I mean, you could look at the stats. I mean, the shoe sales are like 10x or maybe 20x now from what it was during his career. And Michael has lived his private life, has stayed out of the public eye by and large. I mean, commercials and all, but not appearances, not interviews. Um, and so when he crazily said yes, to doing this thing, everybody was just, you know, leaning in, right? Pandemic or not, you just couldn't wait to hear what he said. And it was so refreshing. And, you know, people say, well, how, how did you get him to say yes? Well, he, you know, right time, right place. He was just ready. It was 20 years or so after he played, he had a new wife, he had new kids and new family. Um, you know, I said to him, every day people come into my office wearing your shoes have never seen you play. And it's time. And I, I think he got that. It was kind of a legacy thing. So um, it just felt so real and authentic and from the heart. Um, Jason Hare, the director, gets enormous credit for, you know, engineering this thing through the thick of the pandemic. Um, and if there's one moment where we kind of knew this, that we had something, it was, it was in the first interview um, where it's still really early where, you know, who knows how this is going to go and, um, and Jason says, um, let's talk about the flying cocaine circus, remember? The, yeah. the, the, crazy, the craziness that went on with the Bulls in his rookie year. Now, Michael could have gotten up and walked out at that point or could have just, you know, said, I don't know what you're talking about or, or you know, sloughed it off. But, like, he slapped his knee, laughed so hard, and then he kind of recounted all of the debauchery in that room. And all of a sudden we realized he's in. Um, you know, so, so 10 hours of really feeling like you're getting the – the authentic Michael Jordan, who, you know, remains the goat of all goats to me. Um, a pretty great ride. Mike, you kind of said a tongue in cheek about you being the savior of the pandemic, but I was no, working I didn't. You did. radio. You... Yeah. Well, no, I, I, and I wasn't saying a tongue in cheek. He was yeah. the savior of the pandemic. Yeah. I, I was working in radio and I remember, you know, coming in and trying to find something to talk about when there was nothing going on to talk about. And then the decision was made to actually move up when you guys were going to air uh, the Jordan documentary. And I'm just curious what went into that? What was, was, what was your reaction when they told you, Hey, we, we don't want to air this. I think it was supposed to be in the summer. We want to air it now. Yeah. Um, again, you got to listen to the clamor. I mean, um, that was a much bigger clamor than the slam ball clamor with all due respect because LeBron James is posting to his 85 or however followers like, we need the last dance to be moved up. So they cancel the they cancel March Madness. 
Adam postpones the NBA season. It's March. It's Friday the 13th, and the world is is closing down. And we're looking at a first week of June premiere. There was an emergency call put together for that Monday, which I guess would be March 16th. And so we have Netflix, we have ESPN, we have um, the Jordan Group, and we have um, the, the NBA, and they, we have Mandalay Sports Media. So there's five separate constituencies all rushing just to make the June date. And all of a sudden, we're moving it up six weeks because, we, you know, it's like, you, you get in the huddle and you plan the strategy. Then you walk to the line of scrimmage and you see, oh, I didn't expect that defense to be in place. So you call an audible. This is the greatest audible we could have ever imagined. So we basically just looked at where we are, which was honestly like out of 10 episodes, we, we were only close to done with five. And the other five were in various stages of, you know, color correction, um, still some offline editing, a lot of offline editing still to come sound mixing effects, you know, all the, all the finishing touches months and months ahead of us. So we said, how, when could we get episodes nine and 10 done? We sort of back-timed it to what would be five weeks out. And so then we moved it forward to um, when would be the first, you know, so we ended up moving it up six weeks or something. And um, again, to Jason's credit, um, we have five editors and they each took their drives home to their respective outposts in the five boroughs of new york and they're all cutting and we're just like you know hoping this crazy jigsaw puzzle is going to come together with 10 different episodes and uh it sort of worked um and again um it was a great team it was uh it pulled together amazingly we got huge support michael um despite what you may hear gave us total freedom there was no michael telling us to edit things out i mean he, you know once he decided he was in he was fully in. Um, so, you know, we didn't get to have that ride. And he gave you me. guys final say, huh, Mike? Really? Yeah. Yeah, we were all, I mean, final say was a collective of all those entities. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't coming from him. You know, the only suggestions he made, honest forgiveness, were things that we left out that he suggested, hey, maybe you missed the Indiana game after I came back, which, which was right before the double nickel game in the garden. Yeah. Yep. Because the first game he, he came back, we showed he was just clanking, right? And then the next thing he shows the double nickel game. And he said, there's a game in Indiana where I found my stroke, where I got my confidence back. And so Jason and the team went and found it. We put it in and like, great idea. So, so Mikey, basically he, called, basically he called an audible. Like he came out Friday the 13th was like every other day that we've ever had in our entire lives. And then, you know, on, it was a 4-3 defense. And then Friday, the yes. uh, Saturday the 14th, a wacky defense called the pandemic. And they were like, everyone's home and they ain't going anywhere. Let's release the movie. Sure. Is that fair? Right. <laughs> you got it. It's, you. it's become my like prevailing philosophy of life. Just like, look at the defense, man. Make sure, you know, you may be calling Omaha. <laughs> you, 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 you gotta assess the situation is there yes. a criticism that you've heard or read about the last dance that you would consider to be fair i've heard the criticism from you know people like scotty and and Taurus and all like uh, that i consider to be fair some people think it should be longer people talk about Me. what we left out okay you know luke yeah. longley's you know writing from australia and he's got his narrative um Look, Jason and I remember the day we were talking about episode 10, you know, we had, we had blueprints, right? And we, we figured out what was going to be there. And he called me and said, Dude, there's no way we're getting the Hall of Fame speech in. There's no way we're getting the Washington Wizards in. Like, we're going to barely get the celebration after the sixth title. No one needs the uh, Wizards, by the way. 
so uh, if there was something, I forgot it and happy to be moving on. All right, we'll get back to Slam Ball in a second, but I'm wondering the project that you said no to that you now regret because it became a huge success. I have to think about that, too. See, these are all questions you've given in advance, man, because um, no, I, no, uh, no, 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 that's not how they're it works. Pre- like, they're, no, I'm kidding. There, there are a lot of projects that I, that I didn't get um, that went elsewhere, projects that I said no to. I don't know, man, because we generate it's not like people are coming to us with projects. For the most part, we're generating them ourselves. So it's, it's really more for me to think about the projects that I, that I said yes to, but, but the world has said no to me. Like, you know, I told you about my great hurt in 1964. Well, I'm now in year 25 on the Richie Allen project. <laughs> 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 the world hasn't said yes. Well, Par- Paramount actually said yes to a script deal. And so we were actually matriculating pretty well on that. And then the strike happened. But we, we do have a script hopping. And we do hope to get Richie Allen in the Hall of Fame and happy en- have a happy ending. And, and hopefully that'll be the, the ultimate yes for me is to get that script made. And Mike, that Phillies team that you love so much with uh, Mitch Williams and Morandini and Kruk, I believe. Like, there's a movie Nin- right there with those guys, yes. I think. I don't know. Yes, yes. 93 Phillies. They were picked to finish last at won the pennant. I was in Toronto when Joe Carter hit the homer. I might have cried at some tears there, to be honest with you. I take my right. take my teams very seriously, as you can tell. <laughs> I have heard that Bill Giles, who was the owner of the team, pitched me that idea of Stu Guts. And for many, many years, he finally gave up. So if you asked him, I guess, the project <laughs> that, that somebody said no to. Um, we're actually working on uh, – we're trying to put a baseball – you know, there are all these projects now where they're multi-team – universes right like starting with drive to survive you know there's a tennis one and a golf one and a surfing one and a uh, and a, and a, and a um, tour de france one so we're working on a baseball one which of course would those where we can you know be focusing on six or so teams during the playoffs it's a good year for baseball right tennis is. is up ratings are up the games yeah. are so much quicker um you know in my heart really i'm a baseball guy i guess really um, from the jump, just because that was the family I grew up in, and my kid is working for a minor league baseball team in Colorado. So, um, uh, either that team or the Philly Fanatic. I, I'm serious. I'm being dead serious. Like I would be glued to a documentary about that mascot in particular. Really? Okay, yes. man. Let's put it in development. You'll be an executive producer. Yes. That's what, listen. <laughs> I just throw out ideas. Mikey, yeah, get that together for him. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you got it. it. I'm on okay. it. Oh God! Slam that's ball a, is back. A... <laughs> the Slam Philly ball is back. Come to Slam ball, shouldn't he? That's what we should do, right? We yeah. Well, I was wondering. I was going to ask you before I promote it again. Uh, do you need announcers? Because if you do, I'm there. I mean, really? Yeah. Wow. It's a little late for this year, but you know, hopefully, we're going to have a lot of seasons upcoming, man. Yes. I, I got. I got your number. Love okay. to have you. I listen, I'm in Vegas, slam ball, me and you, I'm in. Okay. Okay, man. Okay. It's a date. I'll tell Skipper. We'll make the deal. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> two year partnership with ESPN slam ball is back uh, this season and the 2024 season opening night relaunches live from Vegas on July 21st from seven to nine Eastern ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN plus you went over, I think, 200 million views 200 million. on you, yes. social media. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how popular uh, this thing has become. Slamballleague.com uh, is the website. Who is the greatest slam ball player of all time? 
Is there his one? Nickname, yes. His nickname yep. is Shakes. His right. name is Stanley Fletcher. He is the unrivaled goat of slam ball. We used to say Stanley grew up on a planet where where slam ball was the national sport. So he was playing it from the time he was three. And that's why he has these ridiculous moves that nobody else has been able to do. And the good news is Stanley is back coaching the slasher. So let's see. You know, that old thing, the great players don't make great coaches. Yes. Let's see if he can be an exception. <laughs> You're right. Billy Cunningham, though, was a pretty good coach, huh? Nah, not as good as a player. But here's <laughs> a little trivia question. The 67 Sixers, the aforementioned, my only championship team as a kid, yeah. had what Hall of Famer who didn't make the starting lineup? Billy Cunningham sat on the bench behind Luke oh. Jackson and Chet Walker in the front court. Oh, my court. God. That's right. I know. Crazy. Yeah. How you are Wally Philly, Jones. You really are a Philly dork. You know that? <laughs> Thank you. And I say that in the most loving way. I've been called worse to that. Really. <laughs> uh, Mike, we appreciate you saving the pandemic. Uh, we appreciate everything you have done. You are a true patriot, an American. <laughs> uh, that's what you are. You saved us, man. Thank we you. needed so something. Sweet. You gave us something, man. It was All great. Right. I'm giving you something else. There it is behind us. It's coming All live. Right. Promote it. Mike, go ahead and promote the hell out of it. You saved America. Go ahead. You deserve it. Uh, our seven seconds are better than anybody else's. Tune in live, then watch the highlights. Go Slambo. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, hey, this was a lot of fun. We appreciate it. Your work is fantastic. Slamball uh, is a lot of fun, and we'll be checking it out. And you're on the right path. People will watch anything that's live, that's play-by-play, -play, and that they can bet on. Okay? That is it. I love it, man. Let's keep rolling. Thanks, right, you guys. Mike. I enjoyed it. All right, we appreciate it. I look forward to being the voice of Slam Ball next year, too, by the way. Okay? <laughs> Just a matter of time. All right. Mike, thank you Take so care, much. Guys. Good luck this year. Uh, with And congratulations again on the new partnership with ESPN. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. You good, got good it. Good to be with you. Okay, Take thanks, care. Mike. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So, we have... Always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.